I'm not worried about a thing. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe, and that's a good thing. So be confident in this, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it into the name of Jesus Christ. And what that means is this, if he can save you, he can keep you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Let's go, Ashley. If he saved you, he'll keep you. Promise to
What is Elaine Janelle on a mic? And I am here on our 15th episode of A New Talk. It's been about two months, but we are back at you. We took some time to rest, some time for a revitalization, and just to enjoy life. And there's nothing wrong with doing it as long as you continue to enjoy what you're doing. And I enjoy doing A New Talk. That's why I keep doing it. Duh. So... <laughs> We're here with our episode, Let the Ladies Speak, and I'm going to get right into it. Our theme verse for this episode comes from Judges, the fourth chapter in the ninth verse. And it says, certainly I will go with you, said Deborah, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh, and Jael was the young lady who killed Sisera. She was the wife of Herbert the Kenite. And I chose that scripture because in that situation, the young lady did not speak. She just did. She didn't do a bunch, a whole bunch of talking. She welcomed the man in and then she killed him right in his head. <laughs> and I mean, it's a very harsh way. I'm sure if they did a good movie, it would be very interesting to watch. But what I find interesting about it all is that Barack had a chance to be the leader and to be the one in the forefront to win this battle but because he took a different route and a different route um deborah being the judge that she was was able to tell him that it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go it will be delivered into the hands of a woman and in the old testament we read this um and we realize that women have power right there it's nothing too deep it didn't take too long to figure out we realize at that very moment that women have power and even if they're silent about it they have power so I just wanted to tap into that on this evening. And I just want to let you know that even though people are still going back and forth about should women preach, should they pastor, uh, some people don't even realize that the gender wage gap still exists in our society. I know it's crazy, but me and a man can be doing the same exact job. And in many, many places, the man will still get paid more than I will, even though we're doing the same exact thing. Yes, it still exists. And I want everybody to understand that with it still existing, we should just be aware. We should know. Um, We should study. We should read. It's more than just, you know, church and Bible to us. We should still study and know what's going on in our society and in our communities and why women don't have some of the rights that they just honestly by 2016 should have. I mean, I'm just saying. So, with saying all of that, I got my friend Tracy, who is a part of this great episode. She comes from the city of Trenton, and um, I've known her for quite some time. So, she's just going to share some of her views, some of, his, some of her experience, and just let us know, you know, kind of where she stands and how she sees it going in our society. And before we get to her, I just want to give some space to our future brand of the month. And that future brand is Mr. V. George Smith out of the state of Connecticut. He is a producer. He is a writer. And the reason why I am giving this space to him is because he is a person who is consistently creating music. And he created an album called Hello Beautiful People. And I give much respect to him because he took all these different people and these different voices and put it in one album. And he made a sound that is real. That we can hear and that's love honestly that's the best way i can say it. it's love 
<laughs> so the first song you heard tonight, uh, Purchased by God with YPJ on there, Pastor YPJ on there. And then we got another song that's playing now as we speak called There Will Be Peace with my girl, uh, Miss Champion and Mr. Doobie Powell. And then after that, I want to play a song coming from my girl, Miss Mickey Miller and Sean Terrell. Yeah, I don't know some of these people, but this is how much respect I have for them. And y'all already know I like Mickey Miller. Like... Ain't no way changing it in my head. Um, but these are all great people whose voices he brought together. He consistently works on music. There are other great people on the album. I believe the group is called Jackson, which is of five girls. Um, he has TC on the album as well. Shout out to um, him. Uh, resting in peace. But the fact of the matter is he was able to touch base with all these up-and-coming artists who are really making a name for themselves and put them all in one album. And I'm telling you, a lot of these people that's on this album, watch them. They are really going to be taking over the gospel scene just a few more years. So I just wanted to let y'all know that this is what Renew Talk is about. We're pushers, we're encouragers. Um, the last shout out I want to give out, the last shout out I want to give is about our Women to Women Conference. If you don't know nothing about it, I'm going to need you to go on your computers and type in www.womentowomenconference, w2wconference.com. Because on there is going to give you information about a conference coming to Philadelphia. It's our 10th year. And this is a, it's a prophetic conference that we use to push women into knowing who they are in God. It's really all it's about. We also make people more aware about every aspect of life. Not just church life. Not just you preaching. Not just you having a voice. But every aspect of life. Because we should be well-rounded people. By now, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm done talking. As you see, it's just me. It, Kelly is not on here with me. And so y'all probably like, where is Kelly at? She'll be back. She'll be back on my next episode. She's working on some great film work, and I'm so looking forward to it because she's a great artist in her vein and doing what she does best. But as for me in my house, we're going to listen to For Always, and then we out. All right? So keep listening. We got Trey coming at you with some great wisdom and word of knowledge. And we won't be on here long. It's a nice short episode. And come back next month with more Renewed Talk. Hello, beautiful people.
Your promises abound and that's the truest living treasure here, here is where I find that lovely peace of mind That if I should decline will help me grip the vine One, two, one, you who I run to Cause you one who do what no one do So my eyes are fixed on you always and forever Stormy weather is a test and we will pass this one together Singing Welcome back to Renewed Talk. I am here with one of my great friends. Uh, we've been friends for a while. I want to say about 10 years or so. And she comes all the way from the city of Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just want to introduce everybody to Trey, also known as Tracy. Um, Tracy, if you can just tell the people a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and so forth and so on, what you do for... Okay. Well, as Lane said, I am from Trenton, New Jersey. I've lived here all my life. Um, my career is in healthcare, and uh, I've been in the church for like basically all my life. Um, from a little girl up until now, I have always served in the ministry in some capacity. And for right now, I am I'm actually chairwoman of the trustee board at my church where I've been at for 15 years, I believe. This is what we celebrated our anniversary this year. So I've been in ministry. I'm, I mean, that's my title, but I do whatever my pastor asks me to, whatever the Lord leads me to do. That's what I, that's what I do. Cool. Yeah. And Tracy, I know I mentioned, I'm not going to call you Tracy because that's not what I call you. You call me Trey. <laughs> And as I mentioned, that Trey and I have known each other for about 10 years. Trey and I met, though, on the internet. <laughs> the internet. Yes, back, back when it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Before there was a Facebook or Instagram right. or all these other Anything. video blogs and all these things out, there was nothing but gospel.com. Nothing right. but gospel. And we had a message board. Yes, yes, So, yes. I know, um, shout out to all of our people that will listen from Nothing But Gospel Days, and I mean, that has to have been about 10, 15 years ago now. Yeah, absolutely, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have met some great people just from Nothing But Gospel, so shout out to Lou, who created a great space for great people who love right. music, who just love gospel music. Right. Um. But we're going to move on with our title for this evening called Let the Lady Speak. And we are the two ladies of tonight. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to discuss some general topics um, and some aspects of, like, everything that covers women. But not too much. Because <laughs> we, we don't have our night. 
So, um, the first thing I wanted to ask you, though, with some more personal questions, Trey, is, like, what are your passions? What are you more passionate about? I know you've been in healthcare and you um active in ministry, but what do you find yourself most passionate about? Um, just generally, just, like, people. Um, I like to see people doing well. I, I like to help people, um, not overextending myself, but helping them as much as I can. Um, if I see like someone that, that has a, you know, a need, that's where, that's where my heart is. Um, and that's kind of why too, I stuck with healthcare because I like to help people. I'm, I'm more so in the administrative side, but I have background in, um, in the nursing field, but just healthcare in general, or just people in general, that's my, that's my major passion right there. That's what I'm very passionate about. What aspects of people is it? Um, I know you said you like to like to see people doing well. Right. So, um, what aspects? I guess I should say what areas have you helped people in? in um, just um, just more recently, like I just been telling people just about healthcare, and some people don't uh, realize the fact that there is healthcare out there for everyone. Um, sometimes you might have to pay for it or sometimes it might be free for you, but a lot of people don't, um, gain access to healthcare because they feel like they can't afford it or they, it's not there for them. Mm -hmm. But my, my, um, suggestion to everyone is to just try to not, to not, not try. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I want you to actually try to see, you know, if you can get healthcare and if you can't get free healthcare, what else is there for you to get? Like see the options. So I'm I'm concerned about a person's well being, um, in that aspect. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. One of my other questions is, uh, do you do you see yourself still staying in healthcare like for years to the end of the world? Oh, absolutely. Um, right now I am I'm still in healthcare. I'm in the, like I said in the administrative side. I am working on getting certified for um, medical billing and medical uh terminology something yeah medical i'm sorry i'm getting my certificate all wrong <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's uh it's a certificate with uh, me- medical billing and coding okay. so that allows me to to learn more about the billing and coding aspect and not just to be so uh one track with healthcare but i want to know all all of the facets that i can right. about it but i do i do uh expect to remain in healthcare that's good. Four years ago. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. So those were career questions. Of course, I'm going yes. to go more in depth with um, just mm-hmm. this episode is more so about us ladies just relaxing and talking about general aspects of life. So of course your passion, but also relating to relationships and friendships, life learned lessons, those great old things. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I'm also going to tap into some aspects related to ministry, but not too much. Uh, one of my questions were, though, though, thinking back to you, is thinking back on past friendships and relationships. What is one thing that you have learned about people? Because you said you're passionate about people. Mm-hmm. What's something that you've learned about people in general? People in general. Um, I've learned that people are who they show you they are. And I think sometimes we want to... Well, it's not we, but I'll say for myself, I think we look past those flaws or those red flags that we see in the beginning because we want that person to be something that they're not. So, like, 
how can I say it? So you have a, I've, you know, I've had friends, but they've shown me inconsistency. And so I kind of ignored it because I'm like, oh, well, maybe that person will change because I'm not inconsistent. Maybe they'll give me back what I'm giving them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of ignored it. And that person is always being inconsistent and they're still inconsistent so i mean those are lessons learned like when somebody shows you who they are i know that i should believe them in the beginning and not just wait for it to culminate into something like oh well i never knew and i actually did know i was just ignoring it yeah ignoring the signs i think yeah do you think a lot of people do that naturally a lot of people don't think that they are who we see that they are like they're like okay. oh I'm not like that but you're you're the person and you're not looking at how we um how we see you, see you. okay so it's like you know like they're like oh that's not me but actually it is you because I'm dealing with you and <laughs> I experienced that and and I think that if I'm telling you you know something that's wrong with you I, I feel something's wrong with you I think you should try to fix it but, you know, that's not always the case. Not at all. No. But I think you pulled uh-huh. up a good point of view. I yeah. think you put up a good point of view, meaning, like, I think everybody has a picture of who they think they are in their minds. Whether yeah. they actually yeah. come up to that, that picture or that idea is not always true. It's not always true. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I guess people have to be mature enough to receive that type of, what's the word, criticism or... Yeah. Yeah. So it's something... I'm not, yeah. I feel like it's something to think about, but I feel like this is something that we hear about often even with on social media. Like, people vent about inconsistency a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah, they do. Wish they shouldn't, but I mean, <laughs> it's social media, so you can't really tell people what, what to do. What to do? No, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. They will say whatever they want to say. Anyhow. But yeah, I just think that friendships need to be more open. And I think people need to be more open to uh, to effective criticism. And I think we need to be more, you know, effective friends. Because if we're not, then why are we friends? If I, if I, if you see something wrong with me, I'm going to want you to tell me. Um, if I'm doing something or if I'm saying something, you know, that's wrong or that's, you know, hurting someone's feelings, let me know and I won't say it. Cause I might not, I might say something and I don't think it's harsh, but you hear it. It's like, what did she just say that? But it's like, (laughs) you know, let me know how I'm saying it and I can say it a different way or not just say it at all. So I think that we need to be more effective friends in this type of society that we live in. That's good. I, I want to say a word that I feel like people ignore often is the word accountability. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Um, Cause I feel like real friends are accountable. So you're going to tell me like, Mm-mm-mm, that wasn't right. a good idea. <laughs> and too, like all the time, like if I see some, if, if somebody, I, you know, one of my good friends or anyway, if it's like somebody I know, like personal, personally, like, and they say something on social media that I think they shouldn't say, it's like, yo fam, you need to take that down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why did you put that up? Like rethink before you put on post on social media. I think that's a that's the issue these days. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, a very current issue. <laughs> a very current. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's every day. Now, have you found yourself? How do you feel like you find yourself dealing with people as you get older? So, one of my questions is, how do you do? You feel like 
you love people more as you get older. You know how people say as you grow or as you mature, you see life a little bit differently. How are you seeing life now? Um, I, I've learned that some people you have to deal with, and they're my friends, and they're, you know, but some people you have to deal with in dosages. Like, some people I just can't deal with all the time. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my type of personality. Like, I like who I like. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain myself. But I feel that as I'm growing older, I know what I can and can't deal with. Or I know what I will and I will not. not deal with. Yeah. And that's just for, I mean, that's people, that's church, that's anything. That's everything concerned. <laughs> um, I just won't, I just won't deal with certain stuff anymore. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like, how can I say it? I feel like I still love people. Like, I will not love you. But it's their ways that, that get me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know how you are, so I know how to deal with you. Or I know when I can deal with you. That's how I've, that's how, um, that's what I've learned as growing, you know, growing up. Yeah. Because I'm still growing. Right. Yes, ever growing. Yeah. Yes, ever growing. Ever growing. I'm still growing as as a young lady. Yes. <laughs> so, what are some of your personal, like life personal goals? Are, are there any life personal goals that you have achieved or still pressing or pushing to achieve? Yeah, personal. I am working on. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out my healthcare career. Um, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I'm trying to still, I still want to do, I want to actually be a licensed practitioner nurse. I want to be an LPN okay. and eventually be, be an RN. Um, but I'm a procrastinator and I have to work on my procrastination. Gotcha. Um, so I have to work on that. Um, and that's my outside career. But as far as ministry is concerned, um, I know that there's a calling on my life and, um, I know that I've probably been running way too long and I've just been, I just told the, you know, I told the Lord, like, I'm not going to say no anymore. And so whenever, um, I'm asked to speak at my church or, you know, wherever, once right. I get permission, whenever I'm asked to speak, I will do it. And so I recently, um, was asked to speak at our, our church anniversary and I'm like me. <laughs> so it's just like, I got that opportunity and, you know, other people see things in me that I, I, I see, but then it's like, mm, I don't really want to, but I know I have to, because it's what the Lord told me. And, you know, I've, I've been running for so long. It's just like, I'm not going to run anymore because that's not fun. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not because the Lord will get you, he'll get you right together. That's true. So right. So it's like, okay, I'm going to listen and I'm going to, you know, my pastor asked me to speak. I'm going to speak. And I believe that I've grown to the to the um, maturity where I'm speaking more effectively now, and I feel that the Lord is is using me in that way, and I'll continue to let Him use me in that way. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm I'm aspiring to aspiring to. Can I ask you this? I'm gonna ask you I'll ask you a question Uh-oh. with a question. Here we go. <laughs> but Uh-oh. can I ask you this? Um. Yes. What made you say no in the beginning? Were there any personal fears or? Just me being me. 
saying no. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, it was. It was true. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was scared. Like, because when you get in front of people, it's like, what? Like, I always got frozen sometimes. So it's like, um, I don't. I mean, I wrote down what to say, but it's like I can't read it. Like I'm stage fright. Okay. So it's just like you know, it's like no, I don't want to do it because I'm scared. But now, I mean, you know, I've grown in the in the ministry, grown in the word, and it's like you can't be scared. If you're always if you're always scared, then you're not gonna get your get the word out. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to spread the word. So it's like I can't be scared and trying to preach at the same time. So it's like that's not gonna work. Right. So I mean, I just have to, you know, stand there and you know give what the word says and let it be it, and then sit down. Nothing right. extra. Nothing extra. <laughs> Straight mm-hmm. to the point. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, that's good. I'm glad that yeah. you have, um, that you have accepted the call, whether it's a point in time or, you know, initial sermons right, and all that right. stuff. But just the aspect, I think, where when we come to the place where we just tell God yes, that's right. where God can move um, amongst, even, you know, move in us even more. And it's kind of yes. funny that you tapped into that area because I actually have a question here related to women in leadership and I wanted to know what do you think I know like we've we've just seen what Hillary Clinton run for office and we've seen all these people come more to the forefront um females in particular but what is your take on female leadership uh and how do you think our, our society is receiving it now in a workplace, and church, and in different areas altogether? Um, I'll start with the workplace first. Well, first, in the workplace, I feel like it's more accepted because now I don't have any any male bosses. Oh, okay. um, the only male, the only males that are in my company are like CEO. But as far as like my direct supervisors, my direct managers, all of those are females. Got it. So, I mean, it's, it's accepted there. Um, we even also we also even had a um, a female uh, a black female CEO. Um, That's good. So it was even good experience in that. So um, in the workplace, it's kind of accepted, but in the church, on the other hand, it's like growing up for me, it was kind of weird uh, to see a woman in a pulpit because I grew up Baptist and women were we weren't allowed in the pulpit. We weren't allowed to wear pants or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, so we weren't allowed in a pulpit. They gave us a, a stand. You know, if anybody <laughs> had to speak, it was a stand right. on the floor, you know, with a microphone. Mm-hmm. But now I feel as, um, you know, society changed, I think the church has changed. And I, um, there are a lot more women pastors um, and just women speakers, women in, you know, in any kind of convention, there are women moderators. Mm-hmm. Um, they're allowing women to actually do their job and not um, prohibit them because they are female. Right. And right. Um, I feel that that's a good thing um, that we are, um, you know, changing. Not so, not so much a society change, but I mean, it was never wrong for a woman to be in a pool, but we just said it was wrong because, you know. We are women. Well, you know, the woman was the, I guess, the lesser or the weaker vessel, mm-hmm. as yeah. they would, as they would explain it. But right. I think women, women have come a long way as far as church is concerned. And a lot of people, not in our culture, they won't understand it because other other cultures have done it already. 
or other, you know, religions, they've done it already, but we are like, uh, maybe we'll let you preach. So, and some people are still like that. Um, <laughs> some denominations are still like, no, you're not yeah. stepping in my pulpit. Right. No, it's true. Yeah, it's so, true. so it's just like, I, I still think we have a, a long way to go, but I, I think we've come far. Now the, now, the church you go to, I know you said you go to Baptist, but the church you go to now, do they have female preachers or at the church? or? Um... Absolutely. Yeah, my, my first lady, she's an evangelist. She speaks often. We have, a, of course, a mother of the church. We have evangelists. Um, they'll probably put me there in a few more years. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we we uh we definitely women are welcome in a pulpit. They're welcome to serve. Um, not just you know because women are what ushers. Women are not just ushers anymore. You know they're allowed right, to right. work in other capacities. You know in the ministry. Got you. Right. And of course, I would ask. I know some people are probably laughing because my church was started by a woman. So like, yeah, it was a little bit different because it was started in nineteen twenties. Right. So people was like, well, buddy, <laughs> what does uh-huh. she think she's doing? But I've done a little bit of research to find out that there were a few women that like, really, really took a leap of faith back in the early 1900s. And uh-huh. some were accepted and some weren't. Some to this day aren't. But some right. were accepted and it took time, like you said, the growth and the evolving of people and, um, and their ideas of ministry. Um I think it's a good thing to see it more. And with that being said, um, and all the things that you've learned, and uh, like even where you're, where you're at right now with growth and even with your career and healthcare and everything like that, can I? Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. What company do you work for? No. <laughs> no, I shouldn't ask that. <laughs> Uh, New Jersey Health. It's a, a sister company of Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. How long have you been with um, them? Um, next year to be 10 years, so nine years this year. Oh, wow. That's yeah. very consistent. Very. <laughs> very consistent. <laughs> yes. No. But out of all the things you've learned and um, the areas that you have grown, and even, um, how you like you say, how you've grown in ministry, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Whew. My 18-year-old self, yes. I would tell her to I would tell her to go away to college. Okay. Cuz that's something that I've always wanted to do and I think I missed the mark on that. I think I would be uh, yeah, I think I would I would definitely encourage my 18-year-old self to go to college. To, yeah, to go away. Gotcha. What any any particular area? Because I know you said that you still want to go into nursing. Right. I probably. I mean, I probably would have went to to Ryder or Rutgers. It's right here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. so not too far. But just to actually go and not get stuck, kind of, sort of, in a in a way, yeah, just to go. Yeah. Gotcha. So Trey, going back to what we were saying with um, females in leadership, uh. What do you, I know you're saying like, it's like our church, how should I say this? It has always been right for women to preach, but it's kind of based upon what we were taught with churches, um, you know, a lot of times teaching that women shouldn't speak. I know they take the, they'll take the scripture, I believe it's in, in Timothy, 
and then they just they stand on that like they'll totally neglect that they're <laughs> with female missionaries they'll totally neglect that they're right. female judges like they just they just picked that one scripture because of the situation that was happening in the church and they told the woman to be silent and so I guess my thing is where do you see it going from here um I see it I see it progressing I see it evolving um I just think that um I think that our church society uh, should, uh, you know, I think they should give women a chance because even for me, it was like weird for me to see a woman pastor or a woman, um, even be in a pulpit. When I saw that, I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, why is she sitting up there? Like who allowed her to sit up there? It was weird for me. Um, just as I'm growing up, like coming from that Baptist background, coming from that male dominated background, it was, yes, just, it was weird for me to see that. So when I saw it, I was like, wait, I was like, we can do that too. Like it was, it was kind of exciting for me to like see a woman, um, preaching. Um, and it was, it was very different for me to see a woman pastor. Um, I, you know, I saw a woman preaching, but to see a woman as a pastor, like leading a church in, you know, leading a congregation with males, um, males and females, but just leading males, it was like, well, is she not, you know, is she not feminine anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes a woman, they can see that as a woman being aggressive or just overbearing. But I thought it was, you know, in a sense, empowering because she does have that position and she is in a, you know, she's a pastor and she's being effective. Um, and not just like telling the men like do this, do that, do that. And she was actually being an effective pastor, giving you know an accurate word, an effective word, and you know leading a good congregation. So, yeah, I think I think we can evolve from here. I think we can grow. I think um, actually, I was visiting a church more recently, and it was like a whole like a row of females came in, and um, I asked them you know, where are you guys coming from? She's like, oh, we're coming from seminary. So it was kind of decent to see, like, these young females going to seminary yeah. and, like, learning learning about, you know, the word, learning, you know, different theologies, just learning. Right. Um, and hopefully they'll, you know, be a pastor. My aunt, she's a, she's a, she's under the Methodist um, denomination, and she, okay. she has her own church. So I was like, wow, my aunt has a church? Like, that's great. Like, I love to see women doing things, doing great things. Right. 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 Is her church in Jersey as well? No, her church is in Maryland. Okay. Um, along the Eastern Shore, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's something that, um, I think we finally have gotten to a better place with it. And the reason I say that right. is because even, like, from the Pentecostal Epistolic to Baptist churches, like mm-hmm. you just had so many people who like stone colds couldn't take it. And I know some people still don't agree with the fact of like women bishops or things like that. And I understand. I understand. Right. But at the same instance, I just wonder what makes people not want to allow push for a female to go forward. And of course my question is always is are some men fearful? Of seeing, yeah, <laughs> to seeing women uh, uh, be a leader, but I think that women are women. Oh, I could, I could say that women were the silent leader because we know that majority of the women of the congregation is women. Right. Um, not saying that men don't go to church, but we make up the congregation. 
the women and children and, you know, the men, you know, they follow suit, but it's like, you know, men are, they're not even expected to come to church. Some of them, they're like, oh, it's Sunday. I'm home watching football or baseball. I'm watching a car cutting grass, um, you know, more so now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the past, it was more like everybody's going to church. And it's also, it's almost like not a requirement for men to come to church now. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think I almost feel like that a lot of our churches have become comfortable with seeing a lot of women in church, but not as many men. Yeah. Not as many men. And it's almost like you have to have a special day for men to come to church. And it's like, why is it like that now? Mm -hmm. Like, it never never used to be like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that has, do you think that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a a small picture of our society, of kind of how things have shifted. When I think men still dominate in, in our, you know, our natural society. I still think they hold the the biggest jobs, the, the highest paying jobs. I still think that, you know, as far as, you know, the world is concerned, I still think that, you know, they're the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the leaders out there, but I feel like they should want to be a leader in church as well. I think that, you know, I think that we as a church should, welcome them back or embrace them back. Like, come back. We need you. We need you to lift this heavy stuff or right, we need right. you to serve in ministry. We need you to teach our young, our young children, you know, what, what it is to, you know, grow up in this, in this world. Like we need that wisdom. We need that expertise. We still need men, you know, in church. Right. Yeah. No, I fully agree. And I, yeah. I think the only church I heard about was, um, Dr. Miles Monroe, when he when he was living, he talked about how the church had more men than women, and it was just unusual, right, to hear that. Even now, it's unusual. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's unusual it is. to hear that. Um, but yeah, even oh, referring to what you said with the with that men are still dominant even in our jobs and in the world, um, with jobs and everything like that. I was doing some research on the gender. Um, wage gap and how overall women are still this is not looking at one specific company this is our general research I believe I was reading the Washington Post and it was from earlier this year around March of 2016 and it was referring to the fact that the gender wage gap has become closer but it's still a gap there there's still a gap up between what women make versus what men make and and my guess, my question would be to you, what do you think about that? I mean, I know it's, I, I, I absolutely believe that there is a, a wage gap between men and women. And then there's also a wage gap between like people who have degrees, people who don't have degrees, mm-hmm. people who have education, don't have formal education or some uh, formal education. But the, the wage gap between women, men and women it's kind of, it's like frustrating right. because it's like, I'm doing the same job as him. And because he's a man, he gets more money than me. Like we're, that doesn't make sense at all. Like if we're, if we're doing the same job and you know, we basically have the same type of skill. Um, why, why am I getting paid different? Because I'm just because I'm female, not because I'm less qualified, but simply because I'm a female. Like that, that part of society, I don't get. 
I have to agree with you. And it's funny you said that because I have a friend of mine who, um, when she applies to jobs, you know how jobs will ask you how much you made at your last job or uh-huh. the last few jobs. She dislikes that part of the application because she says, what does that matter? If this is what you're paying, uh-huh. this is what you say you're paying for this job, and you see Absolutely. that my credentials qualify for me to work for this job or for this company and fulfill the duties, then why, why does it even matter what I used to get paid? Yeah, and it I don't know. Matter. Like, if I'm working at your new company, what does my old company have <laughs> right. to do with anything? Yeah, and I, I haven't done any research on that because I, I wonder, you know, if it's a rule or if it's just something that companies do. But I have to fully agree with her, and I still fill it out. I still put what I used to get paid all these different right. jobs. I mean, you have to because then I'll be like, oh, your application is incomplete. Right. So and then I mean, that's. That should be information that I I should be able to withhold or willing to share. It should be a question, not a not a um, requirement. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I find it interesting when you know what people do. Now, some companies don't care no way. They're gonna tell you how much you're gonna pay yeah. you, no matter what you put. But I find it interesting that people almost gauge it based upon how you have been. Like clearly, if I'm applying for this job, whatever I was making before, it wasn't helping. Right, it was not open, so I'm here. I'm looking for more money, more opportunities. So, like, help me out. Right, right. Even if the job was paying good, clearly, if they were getting on my nerves, or if if there was another reason for me applying for the job, I want to (laughs) change. So, what does that part have to do with it? So, yeah, nothing to do. (laughs) Right, nothing, nothing at all. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation on tonight very much very much just letting the ladies talk we don't have a lot of people think that um you know when we get together we become emotional foolish people (laughs) no 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 (laughs) but night but i just wanted to have a general conversation about some aspects of things that we've learned in life and um you know about kind of where life is taking us maturity wise what what we're still learning and so, okay. I'm going to tell you thank you for being a part of Renew Talk, our 15th episode. You're very welcome, very welcome, very welcome. <laughs> and um, do you have any other questions? Do you have any questions for me? Any questions about No, I just, I thank you for asking me to, to be a part, and I appreciate the conversation. Definitely. Definitely. And so, guys, um, as usual, we close out every episode with prayer. And so, I'm going to ask... The one who's decided to tell God yes. <laughs> Yo, Tracy is funny. I, can I just put this disclaimer out there? And I know we was very conservative on renewed talk today. Very, you know, simple, straight to the point. But I would, I have kept those papers from nothing but gospel. And I said, these people was foolish. <laughs> Why would you do that? Foolish. Good foolery. Great foolery. <laughs> Probably should have been writing some papers and doing some studying when I was sitting there. Yes. I mean. You were definitely in school. <laughs> in, school in school. In a computer lab. Yes. Trying to scroll back up to old conversations. Because I, I would have missed the whole conversation for that. Like, now I got to play catch up. <laughs> that is so funny. 
But it was great how people from literally all over the United States could just meet up with one common denominator of gospel music and church, yes. for real, for real. Awesome, awesome. Yes, so I'm glad that we have met and formed a great friendship. <laughs> and we continue to keep up our foolery on um, good old Facebook. <laughs> yes. When we can, when we can. Right. But yes, you can close us out in prayer on this evening. And that will be all. <laughs> all right. Um, God, we thank you for this 15th episode of Renewed Talk. God, we thank you for Elaine. We thank you for my being here. God, we thank you for just everything that was discussed on tonight. God, we appreciate your kindness. We appreciate your your joy that you give us and that nobody can take it away. And we thank you for us being women, that we can encourage other women to stand up and other women to be encouraged to go further in the ministry, God. We thank you in all these things. We said amen. Amen.